What is going on, football fans? It is your boy, Anilo Piro of Mile High Sports, back at it again with a December 3rd installment of the Football Friday Show, presented, as always, by the good people over at Superbook Sports. Hope everybody is doing A-OK out there. I am chilling, actually, in uh, the East Coast, one of the other states where the Superbook Sports app and the Sportsbook is fully legal. That is the great state of New Jersey, also known as Vegas East. So uh, if any of my listeners are from New Jersey or if you're looking uh, for another sp- uh, place to go bet your sports at and you have the Superbook app, uh, be sure to check out New Jersey. This state is absolutely incredible. Actually out here for the uh, SBC Summit, which is like the biggest uh, sports betting and iGaming convention in North America. So that's been uh, quite the time. I will say it is a blessing and a curse that we do not have iCasinos legal in Colorado because iCasino is legal here, may or may not have deposited some money and started playing some uh, I roulette that happens to be done with a live dealer. I, I I don't even know. This stuff is crazy out here. So I'm just happy that when I get back to Colorado, I am not going to be faced with the temptation of playing roulette 24 hours a day on my phone. And uh, instead, I can keep it locked in, of course, uh, on the NFL football for this Football Friday show. And uh, away we go. But week 13 is upon us. And we've got some pretty interesting games Uh, The Cowboys get it done last night on Thursday Night Football, so a really good showing from them. I believe, what, a 10-point victory for them against the New Orleans Saints. And, uh, you know, I think it's really telling that they're able to win that game as well with uh, no Mike McCarthy on the sidelines. You know, people have been pretty critical of him this season. Uh, Kellen Moore, obviously a head coaching candidate across the league. A lot of teams are attracted to him to potentially be their next head coach. Uh, Jerry Jones, you know, has pretty much made it clear that he's essentially willing to give him the Jason Garrett treatment and essentially make him the, you know, head coach in waiting. Uh, we'll see how that all kind of shakes out, but a good victory from the Cowboys last night to get us started here uh, for week 13 of the NFL season. But uh, again, guys, if you're looking for a new sports book to sign up with or add a new sports book to your repertoire, look no further than our friends over at Superbook Sports, the proud presenting sponsor of this Football Friday show. Uh, look, here's the reality of the situation, right? So I'm at the SBC Summit. Not not everyone is just going to bet on one book. You know, pretty much every better that isn't betting on just the Super Bowl is going to probably have, you know, two to three sports betting accounts. You know, you've got to shop your lines, different prices at different shops. But there's one thing about Superbook that is just absolutely fantastic, and that is you're going to get fantastic customer service, good odds, and you're going to have all of this coming from a book that has some really strong Colorado connections. And if you haven't signed up with Superbook yet, they're going to match your first deposit dollar for dollar up to 500 bucks. So do yourself that favor, guys. Get in with our friends at Superbook Sports, and uh, away we go. But all right, we'll save the Broncos for last because I actually, they're one of my favorite plays of the week. They're taking on the Kansas City Chiefs, so uh, we'll save the best for last. But you've got a, a handful of good games here uh, on the slate, and I've got thoughts on a few of them. We'll go a little potpourri here on the Football Friday show since it's in podcast form and uh, give out some thoughts on some of these games. And, you know, we'll start where I usually start, and we'll start where I have been digging my grave the last few weeks. It is so painful. If you watched the Football Friday show last week, you know what I was on. If you listen to the Denver Sports Betting Radio Show, you know where my heart was at. You saw me pour my heart out. You saw me have a eulogy for this team on Monday. Uh, but, you know, thankfully, reincarnation in the sports betting world is a thing. You know, it's a week-to-week league. As much as I want to be dead and gone with this team and move on and, and do something productive with my life besides betting on this team, I now find myself in yet another opportunity to back this team, a team that I believe in, a team whose head coach I admire. And that is the Pittsburgh Steelers getting four and a half points against the Baltimore Ravens. This is going to be a fantastic matchup. And like I said, 
This Pittsburgh team has destroyed me time and time and time again. I, they were like my most confident play of the week against Cincinnati last week. They lost 41 to 6, whatever it was. I've got to stop falling in love with Mike Tomlin. I, I Like I said, I had a eulogy about this on the show. But I, I'm going to go ahead. The first the first game that I've got my eye on, folks, is, is going to be the Pittsburgh Steelers getting four and a half points here uh, against the Baltimore Ravens. And, I mean, I think it's a good spot. We've already seen this line move a little bit. It opened up, it opened up uh, Baltimore minus four and a half home game for the Steelers. Uh, we'll get into some of the trends here in a second. It's a, it's a classic backing of Mike Tomlin. Uh, you know, this is actually, and, and here's the other reason why I'm able to justify, in my opinion, taking the Steelers this week, or at least leaning towards Pittsburgh. It's the fact that it's a division matchup. And historically, this Steelers-Ravens matchup is one that is usually a crapshoot. Tends to be scrappy, tends to be low scoring, right? And so, I almost saw recent play out of the window with bias and whatnot. And like I said, I was done with them. But this is a matchup where historically, these games tend to play out a certain way. And, you know, it's really an interesting spot here. Like I said, the Ravens opening up minus three and a half. Now they're up to minus four and a half. Get a load of some of these trends, guys. The Steelers are 17-4-2 against the spread in their last 23 games as a home underdog. This is one of the spots that you like to back, you like to back Mike Tomlin as a home underdog. Pittsburgh, I mean, like I said, people think they play this older style of football. I don't think TJ Watt's going to play in this game. He's on the injury list here. But it's just one of those scenarios where I also look at this Baltimore team and, you know, they're kind of treading water to a degree, right? I mean, what is it? I believe they've won two games in a row. They win last week with Lamar Jackson throwing four interceptions. And, you know, they really kind of sneak out a win there. They get the win against the Bears on the road with the backup quarterback. At some point, things are going to cave in for this team. And like I said, Pittsburgh's been kind of on the wrong side here of some of these games. And, you know, it's just, it's been frustrating to watch as someone who's been back in the Steelers, but... Look at this. Uh, the underdog or the dog is 10-1 and 2 against the spread in this matchup since 2015. So you're getting Pittsburgh getting four and a half points. Again, the underdog in the Steelers Ravens head-to-head matchup 10-1 and 2 against the spread since the year 2015. And look, the Ravens were my pick to win this division. I thought the Steelers had an outside chance to potentially make the playoffs. Obviously, Cincinnati's been proven a lot of people wrong, myself included, this year. But this is just it's a buy low spot on a Steelers team that really struggled last week. And honestly, they covered the week before that against the Chargers. I was on them in that game as well. But, you know, that was a uh, a game that they probably should not have covered. A little backdoor cover there late on Sunday Night Football. And so I'm buying low on them after that performance last week against Cincinnati. But on the flip side, like I said, I, I just think Baltimore is due for a little bit of a stinker performance. I really do. The Ravens are a talented team. I love me some Lamar Jackson. I understand that he's in a contract here and he's got to play well here. Uh, but the last two games for this team have not been good. And, you know, th th that game against the Dolphins wasn't all that long ago as well on Thursday Night Football. So they've been susceptible to some of the letdown spots as well. Remember Baltimore, uh, they've lost to... Uh, what was it? The Bengals, they lost a big at home. I know they had a, another, you know, not so, Miami did they lose to? Or I already said that, excuse me. Yeah, that was the bad loss on Thursday Night Football. But, you know, I feel like, I don't want to say they've gotten lucky, but it's one of those things where, you know, the Bears suck, so you, you managed to kind of eke out the win there against, uh, you know, a, a Bears team that's no good with the backup quarterback if you're Baltimore. And then last week, I mean, if you've listened to the show, if you know me on Twitter and all that stuff, I mean, I talk about how Baker Mayfield is an absolute fraud. Uh, the Browns are no good. And the fact that, you know, Lamar Jackson and the Ravens offense can turn the ball over four times and still win that game against the Browns. Tell you all you need to know about the state of that franchise. So 
I'm taking a look at the Pittsburgh Steelers. I'm going to fade the line movement as well. I always like it when the line moves in my favor, or at least the team that I'm considering backing here. Again, Baltimore opening up as the three-and-a-half-point favorite against the spread. They are now uh, up to the four-and-a-half-point favorite against the spread. And uh, 10, or let me pull it up again. I don't want to be wrong, but I know it's like a big trend. Here we go. 10-1-2, the record against the spread between these uh these teams, the underdog is 10-1-2 ATS in this matchup since 2015. So obviously for this game in particular, that's going to fit the mold of the Pittsburgh Steelers. And again, Pittsburgh 17-4-2 against the spread in their last 23 games as a home underdog. This game is in Pittsburgh. And I understand that Baltimore is probably the more sound team, this team with the higher ceiling. Uh, but I do not like the way that they've been playing the last few weeks. So I'll take a look here uh, once again at the Mike Tomlin spot in the Pittsburgh Steelers. All right, next up, uh, another game that I've got my eye on here for the Week 13 NFL slates. Another game that we've seen uh, a little bit of line movement on is the uh, New York Giants at the Miami Dolphins. The Giants right now at 5.5-point underdogs against the spread at Superbook Sports. The uh, Dolphins laying five points at home. We've also got a total of 41 for this game. So, uh, again, guys, before we dive into this, if you're looking for a new sports book to add to the mix, look no further than our friends over at Superbook Sports. They're going to match your first deposit dollar for dollar up to 500 bucks. An absolutely fantastic sports book. Great lines, great menu, uh, Colorado connection. And be sure to check out their brick-and-mortar in-person sports book up at the Lodge Casino. Great place to watch and bet your sports in person, guys. So, all right, we got the Giants. We got two teams that honestly I think have been playing below their pay grade here a little bit. The Giants have been atrocious. Uh, their offense sucks. They fired Jason Garrett as their offensive coordinator a couple of mu- a couple of weeks ago. Uh, the Dolphins have been underperforming for a large part of the season. Although recently they've you know they've been on a little bit of a win streak here. And you know the big thing here is I believe this line opened up as the Dolphins the four point favorite. It's now ballooned up to Miami minus five and a half. And I would assume that's because we just found out that Daniel Jones is going to be out for this game. So no Daniel Jones for the New York football Giants. Mike Glennon will take over in place of Daniel Jones. And I'd assume that's why we've seen the line balloon the way that it has. And look, I understand that Mike Glennon isn't necessarily the most awe-inspiring backup quarterback in the league. Uh, You could certainly do a lot worse than Mike Glennon. But I don't understand, or I don't really know how much worse this makes the Giants. I mean, we're talking about a Giants offense that has already struggled, you know, over the course of the season. Part of the reason they fired Jason Garrett is because they weren't able to generate offense consistently. And, you know, I think a large reason, you can say the scheming, look, as a Cowboys fan, as someone who's, you know, not the biggest fan in the world of Jason Garrett, you know, I I don't want him running my offense either. But, you know, I, I think it's pretty clear the writing on the wall for Daniel Jones. I think a lot of people view Daniel Jones as not, I'm not going to use the B word, but he's pretty close to a bust at this point. And, uh, you know, he just really hasn't shown much progression this season. And, you know, just reading some different previews, reading some different stuff around the league, you know, remembering back to the preseason, listening to sports talk radio, that's what this was all about, right? This season for the Giants is figuring out what you had at the quarterback position. And this is a franchise that has been absolutely inept uh, over the last decade or so, really can't get his head on straight. But uh, again, they're laying or they're getting five points, five and a half points, excuse me, at the Miami Dolphins this week. And like I said, you know, these are two teams that I don't think they're as bad, um, you know, as people think. You know, my first thought is I'm not sure that Dolphins should be this big of a favorite against anybody, to be honest with you. You know, I think the Giants' injuries are significant, but Miami, they're riding on a four game win streak. They've beat the Ravens, Texans, Jets, and Panthers over that stretch. And honestly, after everything I just said about the uh, about the Giants, excuse me, I think this could actually be a really good opportunity to potentially sell high on Miami, right? 
So four wins in a row, again, against the Ravens, Texans, Jets, and Panthers. So not the best teams in the world. Baltimore certainly the best team of that mix by a long shot. Baltimore might have more wins combined than those other three teams, if I'm being honest with you. Texans, Jets, what do they have? Four wins together? What do the Panthers have? Four? That's absurd. But, um, you know, they're playing well. But the Giants have also found themselves on the wrong side of a lot of these close games. And they've managed to stick around. You know, they lost to the Falcons. They lost to the Chiefs. But they were sticking around in those games. But they beat teams like the Eagles, Raiders, and Panthers outright. So they share a common victory in that sense over the Panthers. And like I said, I, I almost think like the, de not deception, but Daniel Jones is just not good. And I think not having Daniel Jones in there, Saquon Barkley was actually kind of looking like himself last week. They got the win, uh, they got the win last week as well. You know, this could be an opportunity here for the Giants to get a win, potentially, against a, a, a Dolphins team that is on this four-game winning streak that is bound to come to an end here. And, you know, I make this game, at least in my mind, a little bit closer to a field goal. And I understand that, you know, Daniel Jones is the starter. He's the guy who's going to run the show for this Giants team. But, you know, as I sit here today, five and a half points for a Giants team that has been in some of these games against some good opponents, right? They had a road win earlier this season against the Saints. You know, they've been they've been sharp in some of these spots. Joe Judge tends to get his players to, you know, kind of rally around the cause here. I, I would think he could do that with a veteran and Mike Glennon at quarterback. Uh, I'm taking a look at the Giants this week against the spread. So, like I said, this opened up Miami minus four earlier in the weekend. It's now minus five and a half with the Jones news, and it just doesn't mean much to me, right? I mean, even if this line was four, I'd probably still consider the Giants. The fact that it's ballooning up to five and a half makes me want to play them a little bit more. Um, so yeah, I'm taking a look here at this one and just one trend here for you. The road team is five, one and one against the spread in the last seven matchups. Obviously that's going back some time, but, uh, the road team has done pretty well in recent memory in this head to head matchup. But of course, uh, the giants are getting five and a half points on the road against the Miami dolphins. So that is the second game that I'll take a look at here for the, uh, week 13 NFL slate. All right, let's go ahead and just, uh, I've got some thoughts on some of the other games here. We'll go over these ones a little bit quicker, no, nothing too crazy in depth. Uh, the Cardinals, you've got them laying seven and a half points at the Chicago Bears. And Chicago, what was it, a five-game losing streak they found themselves on? The only reason, and I swear, the only reason that they're still not on that losing streak is because they happen to play the Detroit Lions. The only team that I, well, not the only team, but the only teams I think Chicago can beat right now are the Detroit's, Houston's, Jets, of the world. I, I mean, the Bears are just an absolute atrocity across the board. And so here you go. The Bears getting seven and a half points at home. And you've got the Cardinals coming off the bye here. And three games now it's been without DeAndre Hopkins and Kyler Murray. They're expected to get both of those players back coming off the bye as well. And uh, let's dig into this one just a little bit. But uh, the Cardinals, they are uh, you know the best team, best record in the NFL. They got a couple of losses, but both of those losses have actually come at home. Uh, Arizona is a perfect 6-0 on the road this season, and even better, all six of those wins have come with uh, have come by uh, 10 or more points, so all double-digit victories here for a Cardinals team that is laying 7.5 on the road at Chicago, but uh, the Cardinals defense as well, they've been pretty good, uh, they're allowing just over 18 points per game this season, the Bears, they're averaging just under, or just over 16 points, 16.3 points per game for the Chicago offense, which has been absolutely dreadful, uh, the only team's with lower offensive ratings points per game uh, besides the Bears are the Texans, Jaguars, and Lions. So just to paint a picture of how bad the Bears' offense have been, fourth lowest average points scored per game for the Chicago Bears. And like I said, I think the health of Kyler Murray and DeAndre Hobbs is going to make the difference here. And, and look, I, I, I thought the uh, Cardinals may be a little fraudy, you know, maybe susceptible to a big loss. They've, you know, we saw it a couple of times at home this year. One of those losses came without Kyler and DeAndre Hopkins, though. That Packers loss was a little bit of a fluke, if we're being honest. 
And I found myself a little comfortable potentially laying the seven and a half points here on the road. I don't like to do that typically, but again, Cardinals are six and zero on the road this season. All six of those wins have come with uh, have come by more than ten points. So they've done a good job of kind of beating down on some of these teams. And I just think the Bears are one of the worst teams in the NFL this season. I mean, they just they are no good. Matt Nagy's got to go, and uh, I I really don't know what they're doing. So that's just kind of my thoughts quickly on Cardinals and Bears. Um, around the horn here, Colts and Texans. Big spread. You've got the uh, Texans getting ten points at home. Just a couple of trends. Um, for this game as well. The Colts are 8-0-1 against the spread their last nine games in Houston, so a pretty good record in Houston the Colts are. And look, that was a bad loss for them last week against the Bucks. And we'll talk about the Bucks here in a second as well. But I think if you're the Colts, you've got to get up for this game. I believe they won this one in the head-to-head matchup like 40 to nothing earlier in the season at home against the Texans, or at home um, against the Texans, who were the visiting team at that point. So, uh, I like me some Tyrod Taylor, but they lost to the Jets last week. Just kind of confirmation of how bad this team can be. I don't really have an official play for this one, but I am interested in that trend. Again, Colts 0-0-1 against the spread their last nine games in Houston. So uh, that is definitely a game that I'm keeping my eye on too. So uh, let's keep it moving here. Uh, a few other games. Another another spread of 7.5 is the uh, Vikings and the Lions. And this Vikings team is frustrating, but, you know, much like the Jets of the world, much like the Jaguars of the world, it's hard to have any confidence with this Detroit Lions team. And, you know, this is a game that is in Detroit, the division matchup. You know, that tends to usually, you know, bode well for a team like Detroit if you want to take the points, if that's kind of your thought process here. But the Vikings, uh, they've covered the spread in seven of their last ten games in Detroit. And additionally, the favorite is 6-2 and two against the spread in the last eight head-to-head meetings. Uh, between these guys and you know these are division opponents so these trends are a little bit more relevant in my opinion uh, you know considering the fact that they're going to play each other twice a year so uh, another one where you've got a team laying seven and a half points on the road but uh, I certainly lean towards laying the points as opposed to taking the points here which is usually not my thought process but I just Detroit's no good Chicago's no good same division like I said the only team Chicago was going to beat to snap that losing streak was Detroit Uh, so just kind of some thoughts on that one but um no, we got some other good games to talk about here, and um, you know one of them is going to be for sure the Tampa Bay Buccaneers and the uh, Atlanta Falcons. So before we do that, I want to tell you about our friends over at Superbook Sports. Once again, guys, if you're looking for a new sports book to add to the mix, if you got to have that's the thing is you got to have three or four different sports books. You can't possibly have one or two and expect to try to make some good money over the long run. You got to shop your lines. I mean, the bonuses in Colorado as well are absolutely insane. I really think there's no better sign-up promotion than our friends over at Superbook. They're going to match your first deposit, guys, dollar for dollar, up to 500 bucks. So you give them 500 they'll give you 500 That's a quick grand for you to start betting with. Uh, you don't have to deposit 500 though. Maybe you only want to start with 50 right? You could turn that 50 into 100 You want 200 You can turn that 200 into 400 so on and so forth. A dollar for dollar match up to uh, 500 bucks, courtesy of our friends over at Superbook Sports, guys. Absolutely incredible sports book. Local ties, and if you uh, look, I love the mobile betting as well. But if you want to scratch that, it's to get your sports books or your sports bets down in person. You want a little ticket action? That's when you get up to the Lodge Casino in Blackhawk, where our friends over at Superbook have their uh, first brick and mortar retail location outside of the state of Nevada. It is absolutely fantastic, guys. Do yourself that favor. Get up to Superbook Sports at the Lodge Casino and download the app. Get that first time deposit match of up to five hundred bucks, and uh, away we go. So, speaking of bucks, not the money, we'll talk about the Tampa Bay Buccaneers. And uh, had a good read with them last week. Hopefully, you guys tailed that pick on the Football Friday show. Gave that one out in the primer as well. Uh, Tampa Bay laying three on the road 
at the Indianapolis Colts. So I was feeling pretty confident in that one. It ends up coming through for me. Honestly, kind of a rough week last week, uh, some wacky games, but that was the one that you know I was feeling pretty good on across the board to uh, get us started in the early slot that ended up coming through for us. But uh, now you got the Bucks laying 11 points on the road against Atlanta. And here's the one trend that I played against last week that I went against and it ended up working in my favor. Uh, so Tampa is just 1-6 in their last seven games as a road favor. 1-6 against the spread, that is. Uh, that one win was last week against the uh, Indianapolis Colts. So, you know, even under Tom Brady as a road favorite, Tampa Bay has not been all that good. And this is a tough game to get a read on because it feels like if Tampa's going to win this game, they're going to blow them out. I mean, we've seen them. What was it? The Bears really? I think, um, what is it? Tampa is 5-6 and six against the spread this season, the Bucks are. Four of those wins, though, um, four of their victories this season, which have also been covers, have come by double digits. So, you know, this is a Bucks team that when they win, they're usually going to blow a team out, or at least we've seen that. And look, this is the type of team that they like to blow out, right? I mean, we've seen them do, we, we saw them blow out the Falcons already once this year at home. Uh, who's to say they can't do it again? I think the injuries are what's going to, or not the injuries, but the COVID situation is what's going to come into effect here. Uh, as you've got uh, the status of Antonio Brown and Mike Evans obviously up in the air as they uh, went ahead and did their little Fugazi fraudulent uh situation with the uh with the covid cards so um you know it's just one of those things where there i think there's a little there's an argument to be made on both sides and i'm not really into trusting atlanta right now they did get the win last week against jacksonville and I, look at me i kind of like some of the heavy favorites this week against the spread it's just you know i'm sitting here and i'm saying you know, does Atlanta, you know, how, how does Matt Ryan not turn over the ball in this type of game? You know, the only thing that makes me balk at the Bucks here is, again, no Mike Evans, no Antonio Brown. But um, Tampa, 1-6 and six against the spread their last seven games, a road favorite. But that one that one win, that one cover uh, was last week against the uh, Indianapolis Colts. So um, good stuff on that one. There's a couple other games uh, that you guys can read about in the primer. I've got some good thoughts on uh, 49ers and Seahawks. Also, you've got the Monday night football game. Uh, between the New England Patriots and the Buffalo Bills. But uh, to put a bow on it, let's go ahead and uh, end with the hometown team. That is the Denver Broncos. And they are going to be traveling to Kansas City, where they have not won in, I believe, double digits. I want to say it's been 10 or 11 trips to Kansas City. Or I, no, it's 10 or 11 head-to-head matchups against Kansas City that they haven't won. But I can't even imagine. It's probably been a long time since they've actually won in Kansas City. One of the bigger spreads on the board as you've got uh, Denver catching nine and a half points here on the road against the Chiefs. And like I said, you know, the Chiefs have certainly had their number uh, over the last handful of seasons. But I do think that this might be the best version of the Denver Broncos that Patrick Mahomes has had to face since taking over as their starter, right? Uh, Broncos playing pretty good football, and uh, we'll have to see where this one goes. But the Broncos, I actually think, are going to be one of my favorite bets of the week. Uh, Denver, they've won three of its last four games, and, you know, this is not going to be an easy one. I'm not trying to say they're going to win this game, uh, you know, but they're riding high with some momentum into this one. And the Chiefs have been awful at covering spreads in these types of spots. Kansas City 1-5 in their last six games following an against-the-spread win and as a home favorite. Kansas City just 4-7 and seven against the spread this season, and they've yet to cover this big of a number ATS this season. So, you know, th- th- this is the type of number that traditionally uh, you like to fade the Chiefs in. And uh, division opponent, we'll see how it shakes out. But again, history tells you to fade the Chiefs here. Uh, you know, I always do think that as well these numbers are going to be inflated. Kansas City, you know, starting to find their groove here a little bit, find some mojo. Uh, so that's definitely something to take into consideration. But on the flip side, you've got Teddy Bridgewater, who's one of the most profitable quarterbacks against the spread in recent memory. Uh, 26-9 against the spread as a dog in his career. 20-5 and against the spread when he's a road underdog as well. That's courtesy of the Action Network podcast. 
heard that one this morning. So Teddy Bridgewater uh, doing a great job at covering those spreads. Again, 26 and 9 ATS as a dog in his career, and 20 and 5 ATS when he is a road underdog. So uh, obviously, both of those criteria in effect here. Denver's getting healthier. You're going to get Garrett Bowles back as well. And uh, just one other trend here, too. The road team is 12 and 3 against the spread in this matchup since the year 2013. So, you know, all that's kind of mixed up here. It's a Sunday night game. Pressure's going to be on Kansas City. They've been playing well. And, and, you know, let's be honest here. Maybe the Broncos come out and lay a complete goose egg. But they got some talent. And it's been a frustrating season for the Denver Broncos. But, you know, there's been times where you're seeing this talent shine through. Obviously, Javante Williams has been sensational. Uh, Hopefully, they can get Jerry Judy going. K.J. Henley's hurt. But you've got Tim Patrick and Corbin Sutton as well on the outside, who you just signed up to contract extensions. Uh, you know, Teddy Bridgewater's been pretty sharp for you this season for the most part, all things considered. Certainly the most consistent quarterback they've had in the last four or five years. So, well, uh, let's see what they can do. And I mean, you're looking here at pretty much a 10-point underdog. The Broncos are on the road against a team that they haven't beaten almost, you know, two almost a dozen games. You know, but here we are. I think I want to take a chance on the Broncos here with the points. It just seems like a lot of points. And again, this has historically not been a good spot for Kansas City to try to cover. And maybe maybe this is where all hell breaks loose and the, and the Chiefs break out and they dominate, right? I've been on a lot of big favorites this week, but uh, this is certainly one that I'm not on. So I'm taking a look here at the Broncos. Again, the road team, which the Broncos are, 12-3 and against the spread in this matchup since 2013. And I do believe that this is the best version of the Broncos that Patrick Mahomes has had to face. The Broncos defense is really good. Uh, at limiting teams to field goal opportunities, uh, you know, doing a good job of keeping teams out of the end zone. You know, that'll be an effect here as well. Kansas City coming off the bye. How much does that factor in? I don't put that much stock into it. Um, you know, there's a lot that goes into this game here. And uh, I'm going to take a look at the Broncos against the spread. So good stuff. That's uh, I think that's going to do it for the pod here. The Football Friday show, of course, as always, presented by our friends at Superbook Sports. I have additional thoughts on each and every NFL game available in the primer on MileHighSports.com where you can listen to this podcast and uh, away we go. But uh, I'm in New Jersey for the SBC Summit, coming back into town tomorrow and uh, back in the saddle, of course, all this week on the Denver Sports Betting Show. And I'll be back in studio for the Football Friday Show next week as well. So good stuff. Uh, thank you guys for listening very much. And again, if you're looking for a new sports book to add to the mix, look no further than our friends over at Superbook Sports. Get that $500 uh, deposit match, and uh, away we go. We'll see how this all plays out week 13. Happy betting, and we will talk to you guys next week.